Log on to patreon.com forward slash one song one scene to support the show. Exclusive apparel is also available at one sound one scene.com. You're listening to One Sound One Scene Podcast, where we highlight and promote entrepreneurs, startup businesses, independent music, and creators by offering information and inspiration on topics everyone can relate to. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring in the others. We gotta stay unified. We gotta support each other. One side, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring in the others. We gotta stay unified. We gotta support each other. I double tap my people picture. I show them love anywhere. Social media in person. I'm showing love. into one sound one scene representing the 337 the boot shape state you know it's louisiana it's your girl's lane marie you see kai and they should be cool be sure to log on to the website at one sound one scene.com on your mobile or web device hit the subscribe button to get updates on new episodes we're also available on your favorite podcast outlets such as apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and stitcher don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review we love to hear from you to watch video mobile interviews, be sure to subscribe on YouTube as well at One Sound One Scene and hit the bell for notifications so you don't miss a thing. Good morning, guys, and happy Wednesday to you all. I'm super excited to be speaking with you all today. My week has been a little confusing, to say the least, getting all the kids organized with their online schooling and all these Zoom meetings. I feel like myself and my kids are trying to figure everything out, um, and I also feel like it's like my first day of school as well. Um, Sheik and Deja, how are you guys doing with schooling and how have you guys week been? Um, mine has been fine. Uh, it's the same old, same old like as last week. Mm-hmm. Lessons, spending family time. Um, I actually let the kids go play outside today. Just them by themselves with their dog and riding the go-kart just around the house because I had been keeping them in. Um, and just let my husband, just one person doing all the running around and all, all the rest of us staying home. Yeah. So that's what I have been doing. Good old fashioned fun outside. Mm-hmm. By themselves. I say, y'all can't play with nobody. Yep. Mine too. Stacia, what about you? Girl, I've just been sleeping. <laughs> well, I knew you was going to say that. No. <laughs> I am over it. Like, I am over it. I, my sleeping pattern is so on my way to bed at 8 o'clock one morning. I'm over Oh, no. It. Oh, no. Because, I mean, I sleep all day. Like, I'm not even tired. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Well, for me, like, last night, I kid you not, I'm not even going to say last night. This morning, I went to bed at almost 6 o'clock this morning because my mind was flooded with ideas and I couldn't rest. And I haven't, I have been up ever since. So I remember I turned off the TV around 5.30. My husband wake up at 6. He go put the news on. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> I just yeah, tried to go to man. sleep. Yeah. So he watched it for about 15 minutes or so. Then he go, then he turned it off. So I was okay with that. But today's topic is how to manage a healthy relationship. So um, I'm super excited about this topic. And, you know, y'all, I like to give definitions. So the definitions of relationship simply states the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected, or the state of being connected. 
Now, I'm always excited to speak up on this topic because I'm a huge fan of love and happiness within a relationship, especially because both parties involved have to do what it takes to make that happen. It doesn't just happen because of a like or an attraction. Each party has to put in the work and implement that to make it a reality. So love is not enough to be happy in a relationship. I can say this because I live this firsthand because my husband and I had to build and learn from each other and with each other to be where we are 16 years later. Now, for those that doesn't know our relationship history, I'll be very brief. We met in January of 2004 and were married May 5th of 2004. And this year, we are celebrating 16 years of happy marriage. But, yay! yay. <laughs> but it's only happy because we decided for that to be. Now, at the beginning, it was rocky, especially for like the first two years because I had a lot of growing up and growing and, and growing wit to do. And when I say wit, you know, I mean with him. He had a failed marriage prior to me, and, you know, I never had that. And our biggest thing that kept us at a standstill was me being selfish. That was one of the biggest things that we had to go through at the beginning. So, like, I had to learn how to give up my selfish ways. You know, and one day he put his foot down and said, if you don't change, I'm leaving because I love myself first. And if I allow myself to continue to get treated this way, that means I don't love me. And if I don't love me, I can't love you. Ooh, yes. Yeah. So, which made total and complete sense to me. And at that point, I knew I had to get my shit together or I was going to lose the best thing that had ever happened to me up until that point in my life. Hey, I have a question. Uh-huh. When he said that to you, <clears throat> because he, he he said you were selfish or you were selfish, whichever one, when he said that he would leave if you don't change, did that selfishness, did that selfishness like, creep in, like, where it made you like oh well leave like because no no it was a wake-up call for me because I had been having signs prior to that like you know he was following me all the time I mean he still does it till today but I mean it was like over excessively like I couldn't sit down on those on the couch without him grabbing my feet to rub my feet like everything he would ask me to always be like no like if it didn't serve me no I'm not doing that and then my mom would be like girl she would, she, would, she would witness it, and she would be like, girl, you're going to lose that man. You better stop because you're acting like a brat. You know what I mean? And so I had been having the signs and the warnings until one day he was like, enough is enough. Like, I, I, I do everything plus more, and you can't even give in a little bit? Nah, I'm not standing for this. And so when he said that, I knew I had to get it together. Okay. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. you know, one thing we always did was – enjoy each other's company we actually met working together at walmart and we love being together and spending time together as much as possible now i've been noticing especially on social media that time will be the thing that defines most people's relationship now especially since the quarantine a lot of people is having huge reality checks (laughs) (laughs) spending that much time together for some is really hard because you know they don't know how to coexist with their spouse right. because maybe their schedules didn't allow them to spend a whole lot of time together, you know, prior to this happening. And for others, it's a blessing because they are seeing a side of their spouse they never knew maybe existed because they were always too busy just to spend that quality time together and are truly enjoying it. 
for me. Yeah, that's me, my husband. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So I'm enjoying me, my family. Exactly. Like, you know how most people be like, I just wish I had the time. I just wish I had the time to do this, do this, do this. Now you have the time. What are you doing with it? Spending most right. of the time complaining about how much time you have, you know? But you know what? You know what? This is what I think. I think people play follow the leader. Everybody's a bunch of followers. It's like, it seems like if one person says they're annoyed with their family, uh-huh. everybody want to be annoyed with their family. You're not even, <laughs> you're not even feeling like that. Like, come on, stop. Yeah. You're probably having a good time with them. You're just doing the most. All right. Ain't like for us, it's nothing changes a normal day in our lives. Y'all know Broderick is my best friend. We enjoy spending every minute of the day together. We could. Um, but you know, how are you ladies really coping? I know she you said, you know, you're enjoying it with your husband, the family. Have you noticed, like, some new things maybe about your spouse that you never took notice to prior to this? No, I haven't. Um, he's the same way, like, Carrie likes to stay busy. So by him not being, he's, this is going to be his second week out of work. Mm-hmm. So he just likes to stay busy. So today... Uh, I was just sitting down relaxing. I had a, a small order to do this morning, and I got that done. And then I uh, straightened up around the house, and uh, I talked to the kids to find out what they wanted for lunch. And I was just trying to put up, you know, put a menu together to see if Carrie had to go run to the store. We didn't have things, you know. I like to cook different. Carrie, I cook the same thing <laughs> over and over and over and over. So the kids will gravitate to what I want because I like different things. Right. So, um. I noticed that Carrie, he was like, we're just going to go outside and pressure wash the house. I was like, no, 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 no. We're spending some time. You can come and sit down. No, sir. I'm just happy just <laughs> to be home with my family because I know how I would work all the time. Um, even though I'm home, but I just, I know I was always working. Like I couldn't really tend, to, I would tend to them, but they couldn't get my full attention all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just enjoying my husband being home and the kids. I'm really, really enjoying it. So what about you, Dej? How's things uh, with Carly? Well, this is what we do. Like me and Carly and the kids, we stay in the house all day, every day. Let's do. <laughs> he'll, he'll probably sleep. I'll sleep. It's like we'll do our own little thing. So it's like... <clears throat> This is not really anything new to us. The only thing that's a little frustrating is we're he's just paranoid and you can't you cannot get out and and um be comfortable with getting out. I get out, I get I go to the store, I'm paranoid about what I'm touching and all kind of other things. And when I get home I have to I feel like I have to undress and immediately go in the shower. Yeah. You know, things like that, but we do this, like, we're both homebodies, so it's not a, it's not nothing different. Like, on the weekends, we'll stay in the house, once Friday here, we'll be in the house Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, we do it, so it's it's not a, and Carly go to work, too, so it's, it's, it's not a big difference for me at all. Yeah. We, we just kind of been catching up on some of our Redbox movies that we ain't been able to watch. Um, with the kids' school schedule, activity schedules, and things like that. So on the weekends, you know, we try to carve out a few hours just for that to catch up with them and playing board games and whatnot. You know what, girl? I got to pull out some board games. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> girl, outside of the fact when they're arguing all the time, the children. 
too. Yeah, girl, mine be fighting too. I'd be like, Lord, don't make me regret saying I'm enjoying y'all. Okay. <laughs> Cutting up. <laughs> Uh-uh, Jesus. Cameron be playing his game. I let Corman comb my hair today, shoot. I was looking like Felicia from Friday. <laughs> oh, no. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told him, I said, don't make me regret what I said. I said, I enjoyed y'all, and I was going to enjoy y'all, but all this fussing and fighting, I can't take it no more. <laughs> Girl, and then I got, I have two screamers at that, Kenzie and Corey. They don't talk to each other. They scream at each other. And then they come oh, in the room trying to tattle on the other, screaming at me about each other. So it's all the time. Look, Elena, I've heard it. I've heard it. <laughs> I've heard how it goes down in your house. And it, and it looks like every time I'm busy or I, I take a telephone call, that's when it goes down. Yes. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> Mine do that, too. I don't understand. Like, what's your problem? Okay. So at this time, because I've been thinking about this topic a lot and a lot of people, you know, they talk to us about relationship advice and all of this stuff. I'm not a professional. I just have experience, and I can only give you guys the experience that I have experienced. So at this time, I like to give 12 relationship work tips. And I say work because it only works if you work them. That um, Broderick and I use because we get a lot of, like I said, questions periodically about the relationship. And my, my reply is always, you have to put in the work. So these tips can be used um, regardless of the, the length of the relationship that you have. So it's for people who may be reevaluating their relationship at this time or maybe in a new relationship or maybe want tips for their future relationship. And if you, and if you ladies have anything you want to chime in, feel free to do so. So tip number one, and, and these are not in any particular order. They just come out as they come out. Tip number one, um, you have to set the foundation. That is a candid, honest conversation between you and your partner about the do's and don'ts of the relationship. Um, I would advise that you do this at the very beginning of the, the very, I can even say it today, at the very beginning of the relationship. But if not, you can always implement this at any time during the relationship and use it as a reset button to a better relationship overall. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind. It's like a lot of people skip that part, right? And that's the most important part. You know, they just want to hurry up and get to the happy ending, but the happy ending don't happen unless you do these things that I'm talking about. So, um, keep in mind the foundation should be a number of different things because this is a this is the part where you dissect your partner and learn what buttons not to push and what things you expect from your partner and from the relationship as a whole. Number two, always have open and honest communication. I know it sounds cliche. Y'all hear that all the time, but it's true. So I personally started off the relationship over telling him everything for two reasons. Number one, I knew he had trust issues in a previous relationship, and that was my way of building trust with him. Mm-hmm. Number two, I never, ever wanted him to learn anything about me from someone else. That's right. Because that could have set back the trust that we were establishing. Absolutely. And let's be honest. When people see you happy with your spouse, sometimes they envy that, and sometimes they will try to mess that up by any means necessary. Yep. So let's just be clear on that. Um, number three, express your emotions even if it feels uncomfortable. 
Tell your spouse how you are feeling within the relationship and why. This is super important because your spouse isn't a mind reader. How do you expect your spouse to serve you if it's if it's not communicated? Mm-hmm. Um, Broderick knows all my emotions and when they are happening so that he can know how to respond to me. It's unfair to the relationship if you keep everything bottled up inside and then explode when you can't take it anymore and your spouse is completely blindsided and don't know where all this is coming from. Right. Number four, reevaluate the state of the relationship as much as possible. We do this during Pillow Talk at least twice a year. Simply because as time goes on, you yourself as a person is supposed to be changing every day and change brings about tweaks and your needs and wants within your relationship will change as time goes on. So what's important to you in year two may be obsolete in year five and so on and so forth. So always go back and reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Number five, set goals and grow together. Figure out what your future looks like together. Make a plan to achieve it, put a date on it, and become a student of it. Now, this part is super important because it was a game changer for us. Support one another wholeheartedly by listening and having some type of understanding about what it is your spouse is wanting to accomplish because it offers relatability and it provides a different type of connection on a whole nother level with one another. Mm-hmm. So show up for your spouse and support whichever capacity and whichever capacity your spouse needs you to fulfill and hold each other accountable. When I was writing this, I thought about you, Dej, how Carly was making those shelves for your daycare, you know, helping you put things together for the daycare. That's the type of support I'm talking about. Even though it's not going to fulfill him personally, but it fulfills him to help you fulfill your goal. Right. All right. So number six, you have to compromise and not be selfish. Game changer for us. <laughs> yeah. It is a two-way street. Sometimes you give in and other times you hold your ground. This is where our marriage almost crumbled early on because if it didn't please me, I didn't want anything to do with it. And marriage involves two people, and not one, two people. Once both parties can grasp this concept, it makes it a lot better. Keep in mind, a relationship is only a relationship when both parties are receiving satisfaction. Yep. Number seven, know when to confide with others outside of the marriage and implement marriage advice from professionals or or from people who model the type of marriage you desire to have. When there is an issue in the marriage and you and your spouse can't find a resolution, that means it's time to seek outside help. That can be a therapist, spiritual counsel, friends or family members that has successful relationships, especially the ones that has longevity with their relationship. I'm talking at least 10 plus years because I can Mm -hmm. promise you either they have went through that same thing you're going through or something similar to it and can offer you you sound advice. But... Mm -hmm. Here is the catch. You have to be real and tell everything and not just your side. Because no one can offer good advice to you if you're not being 100% truthful and take accountability if you're you're wrong, period. So you have to acknowledge it, learn from it, and move on. Number eight. We live by this. This is part of our foundation. Never speak harshly towards or about your spouse. I'm going to say it again. Never speak harshly towards or about your spouse. 
-hmm. I can honestly say that this was part of our foundation. Like I just said, um, we have never, ever, within our whole time together, called each other out of name or character. No bitches, no hoes, no asshole, no MFs. Anything you can think of are negative words, period, we have never used towards one another. Because words leave a forever stain on the heart and the mind. And we decided early on that we would that we never wanted to cause that type of pain to one another. So think about it. If he's my king and I'm his queen, why would I want to tear him down with my tongue? Words right. are powerful and they produce realities. Always remember that. Yeah, that's some good stuff, Elena. Yep. I agree with you. Appreciate you, girl, because, you know, you got 10 years in the game, so I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. some things is going through your mind. Like, okay, yeah, we've been through that. Yeah, we overcame oh, yes, that. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't play about my husband. I don't talk down on him. Oh, no. Nope. I don't care what he do, baby. That's going to be a discussion between me and exactly. him. Exactly. nobody else will know. Which brings me to my next point, number nine. Always be a united front. You yep. always should have your spouse's back in public, yep. in private, and especially if you have kids, <laughs> in front of those kids. That way mm -hmm. the kids aren't playing mom and dad against one another. Yep. Right. So always be a united front. Number yep. 10, sex. Now, this <laughs> I felt like I needed a drum roll. Brrr, sex. Oh, man. <laughs> now, this may be a little uncomfortable for some because most people get unnerved about talking about sex, you know. But it's super important because you have to please your partner. If not, they will start to look outside the relationship, and that's not what you want. So talk about how often you need or desire you desire to have sex with your spouse and come to some type of understanding about it. Now, when I say mm -hmm. some type of understanding, shit, he might want it seven days a week, but you can't do seven. You could only give four. Well, let's meet in the middle. <laughs> you know? So, seven, boy, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, hey. <laughs> so it's, it's healthy to talk about your sexual desires with your spouse. That way you can, you can be satisfied and vice versa. So mm -hmm. if you like your doggy style and you're only doing it missionary style, you're not getting sexual satisfaction, and then you all mad inside, and your spouse is oblivious to this. Now he just think, or she just think they just laid it down, and now you're mad. Because you never oh. said you liked the doggy style. I'm just saying. So talk well, about sex. But Elena, but you, that, that could be uncomfortable in, in any relationship, marriage or whatever. Like, what if the girl don't know how to tell the guy, whoever she's with, hey, this ain't it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> just be like, look, just say like you say, hey, this say it. I don't know what it is, but maybe we can, maybe we can experiment with some different things, <laughs> you know. And let's figure out what it is. Oh man, <laughs> you know, because this is this is not my situation, guys. <laughs> I repeat, this is not my situation. PSA. <laughs> but I'm you know, saying, it's the truth. You know? Yeah, it is the truth because some people don't know how to communicate that. And, and you made mm -hmm. a valid point. So I would just say. It's, it's, it's just I think it's uncomfortable for some people because they don't want to, like, hurt their pride, the guy's pride or anybody. The woman. But sound like that would be coming from a person that hasn't been in a relationship too long either. Right. Because you should know what, what pleasure you yeah. You should know mm -hmm. what, what, you, what your sexual needs and desires are. Yeah. Right. You know. Okay. Which brings me to my next point, number 11. 
money, and finances. Marriages fall apart all the time because of this. So for us, our accounts are joint. It's not your money or my money. It's our money. That's number one because our belief is that we are one and we do everything as a one mind, including money. So my advice would be create a monthly budget. Write down the combined income and expenses of the household. Decide how much money y'all going to save each month, what investments y'all going to make each month, how much money you want to spend on entertainment or leisure, and stick to the plan. Yep. Now, if something comes up outside of the initial plan, make sure you are transparent with your spouse about it. But by all means, try your very best to stick to the plan. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Number 12, last but certainly not least, is a spiritual foundation. Have an understanding about it. Just because you're a Christian and he's Catholic doesn't mean the relationship can't work. My parents were married 32 years and dead did them part. My mom was a non-denominational Christian and my father was Catholic. Their agreement was, you can take the children to church and let them learn the Christian way. I just want them to to go to catechism and make their first communion, and we did. And that was the best thing I think they could have done was not to fight about it, but respect each other's belief system and try not to impose their wills on each other because who are you to tell someone their belief system is wrong? So it worked. Right. Mm -hmm. And then which kind of led me – like when I was growing up, you know, we I grew up Christian and, and things like that in the church. And I would always hear equally yoke, equally yoke in a relationship. And so for me, I thought equally yoked was like, okay, if if being that I don't have kids, I've never been married, I could never be with somebody who ever was married or have kids because that's not equally yoked. But as I got older and I met my husband, I realized that's not what equally, equally yoked mean. Mm-hmm. It means an equally yoked mindset. Because what if I'd have just took that concept and run with it and be like, well, he was married prior to me. He have kids. I can't even deal with him and shut the door on that possibility. You know what I'm saying? Where would I be today? Right. And I know people that do that. Oh, his past is like this or her past is like this. He got baggage. She got baggage. You can't deal with him. And that was actually told to me by one of the elders in the church. She was like, Oh, no, she said this. He have a suitcase of baggage. You need to leave him alone. What? Oh. So you calling his kids a suitcase of baggage? Nah, I'm not feeling that. And so that made me start really thinking about it. What does it mean? How, you know, it, it got to be more to this than what it what I'm thinking it is. And so I just want to, you know, for anybody listening that might have thought like I thought, it don't mean that. It just means an equally yoked mindset. If mm-hmm. if if you're growing this way and another person is growing left and you're growing right, then it's tug of war. Y'all can't go nowhere together. But if y'all mm-hmm. both going right or both going left, then, yeah, y'all can go somewhere with that. So I just kind of wanted to touch on that because, you know, I, I dealt with that. And at the beginning of the relationship, I, I kind of struggled with that just a little bit. And I almost, you know, reevaluated us being together because of that but when she said that I don't know if that was something that was so profound in me and made me be like no you're wrong mm-hmm. so I'm kind of glad she said that 
Yeah, it made you think, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. you have anything you wanted to add, Sheik? I just, um, healthy relationships. Um, I agree with your 12 steps. Totally agree. Like, that's a lot of things that me and my husband, um, use to. And, uh, we talk, 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 talk. I mm-hmm. talk. He, 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 he kind, he kind, he's the kind that he's, he hold back. He is so quiet and, um, I'm opposite. I've learned over the years that he has helped me, um, with my temper because I was a, I'm a firecracker. Me too. <laughs> and he is just so mellow and just so quiet and just so, just relaxed and, I would always be like, how you can be just so calm and I'd be ready to blow shit up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And he would just be so calm and he taught me patience. Oh, yeah. Something I had been praying for and God sent it to me to my husband. Um, With the kids, with my daughter, and I remember going off on my daughter, just like blowing up and cursing and everything. And he let me blow up. And when I sat down, he told me, say, you know, you handled that all wrong. Girl, I swear he sound like Broderick. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? Made me think, girl, it got me together right quick. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you handled that all wrong. He said, it's no way. It, that's nonsense. He, he don't curse. He was like, that's, it, it's no way that you should be hollering at that girl like that. He said, now, you're going to be mad when she can't, she don't come talk to you about nothing because look the way you just treated her. Mm. He said, you need to call her back in and apologize to her. And y'all, ever since then, I call my, I call my baby back and I did apologize. Ever, ever since then, me and my, I don't, fuss, I fuss for cleaning up and stuff like that. But when it come down to talking about life, I'm patient with her. We talk. Yeah. I don't yell. But like, I'll holler about them not cleaning something up or something like that but when it comes down to life we talk and guess what she so we like she opened with me she let me know and had he would have not corrected me early on I would have had a problem down the line down the line with her getting into that age you know she's a she's a teenager she's she's about to be 16 Mm -hmm. so you know what that means you know life is about to about to hit in and and he was like, you handled all that wrong. And I swear, it, I felt so bad. I was so convicted. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad. But I'm glad it was just that one time. Yeah. And I got myself together. So that's, what I, that's what I tell my husband all the time, too. I'm like, you make me better. Like, where would yep. I be without you? Because like you said about your temper, I was always so quick to, to pop off. How many times they shot told you I said that petty bone trying to come back? <laughs> Every time I'm feeling a little petty, you know, I, I want to pop off, I go have a conversation with him. And he always settled me down. He's like, it's not worth it. He always made mm-hmm. me reflect. Look, look how much you worked on yourself. Now you're going to go undo all that for, a, what, for 20 seconds of getting some off your chest? Now what? What you didn't prove? And I always, you know, I learned, too, that we don't have to fight every battle. Right. That is right. Austin. That is exhausting. I don't want to fight. I Look, you can have it. If you think that you win, girl, let, this day can be yours. Exactly. I am not about to just, it just, it's just exhausting. And that's why I was telling my friend, no, we're not fighting every battle that come across. It is not for us to do. Right. Uh-huh. It's not for us to do. Look, they can have it. If they think that this is what's going to make, that you think you're right and I'm not arguing with you, look, you can have it. Go ahead on. Go ahead on. I'm not doing it. Nope. Girl, yep. that made me reflect on 
when we first got together, part of that little turbulence time in our life at the beginning, girl, he would burn me up. I wouldn't talk to him for about two or three days. It mm-hmm. was something so simple. Mm-hmm. But he said something profound to me one time, and I had never been the same since. He was like, look, I apologize if I'm wrong. I apologize if I'm right. I love you and good night. And he would reach over to give me a kiss and I would turn my face because I'm pissed. He can't mm-hmm. tell me nothing. And he said, you know, <laughs> you know, he'd, I'd have, girl, I'd be mad, sweating on my nose and everything. <laughs> and he'd be like, but what if I don't wake up tomorrow? How you think you're going to feel? Mm-hmm. Will all this Never matter? Look, look, will all this matter that we got going on if I don't wake up tomorrow? Or are you still going to be mad? He say, you choose and you decide. Good night. Girl, I'd be so mad I go sleep on the couch. I put myself on the couch. I hear him snoring in the room. Now I'm mad I can't sleep because he's sleeping good and I'm pissed because I still want to argue. You know, but he's like, No, I'm not about to argue with you. I'm not about to do this because he taught me how to say what you gotta say and move on. Don't linger with it. I come from an arguing household. We gonna argue three, four, five days until I feel better. <laughs> but he didn't come from that. He's like, just say what you gotta say, move on. So like Throughout the years, I learned to do that. And now we say what we got to say. We move on. And we talking like we never just had a disagreement. Yeah, because it's, it's never go to bed uh, no. mad at each other and always sleep together. Never sleep apart. Girl, that was that one time I put myself on the couch. I bet you I never did that again. Mm-hmm. The only time yeah. we've been apart was because so, so, of his so military. We could sleep together, but tonight, just don't touch my foot and I'm not going to touch yours. <laughs> Because you're mad. Because <laughs> I'm mad. A little bit, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Don't touch my foot. Well, I enjoyed oh. this conversation. Well, guys, this is the end of this segment. Up next, we have a song from our artist Spotlight by Prom Nasty titled So Get At Me, streaming on all digital platforms now. So be sure to follow him on Instagram and Facebook at Prime Nasty. That's P R I M E at N A S T I for new music. Stay tuned. Is on me, moving past your depositions. Still got two one shots in heaven. Yo. Whoever crossed the line, I'm sure they buy Omega. And when they call the crazy shots, we'll get ready for dinner. Yo. Uh, 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 you check me out, uh, girl. Uh, 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 I'm lifting that purple bath, believe that's not the regular. I'm rolling up OG with more smoke than Sunny P. Get out my reach. Niggas don't want to feel that breach. Yeah. Leave you open like an old ham from Christmas feast. I'm not a killer, but don't try to take my factory. I'm trying to stay out the jailhouse. That's where my dad be. He spent 10 years in the bing, and nothing's changed for me. So watch me ride, nigga. I'm not what you expected, G. Created a prodigy. Thankful that you gave my mom's your seat. Keep it live and keep shit real until I bleed. Nigga got bars for days. Look what you done did to me. My shit's still textbook. Carry a page back in centuries. So get at me. You can't wax me. It's prime nasty. You better off dead, so pick your cemetery. cemetery. So get at me, you can't wax me as prime nasty. You better off dead, so pick your cemetery. So get at me, cemetery. So get at me, so get at me, so get at me, cemetery. I come back with the attack on the boom bat, boom's 
cash, scour your dreams, give me my shoes yeah. back. Seeing that Zeus on another level, curious mind of myself, everything I accepted, everything that I gel with. Niggas is real deceptive, drowning in the couple and get it from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Niggas scrumming in the rumble of humbleness, just like the Royal Rumble, horn swagger was underneath. That's how you're gonna be, don't let life take you for a breeze. Stroll down the street, calm down and just breathe. Yeah. That's what they Checks. told me, get out my heat. It's probably nasty, you gon' remember me. Watch out for the cops. So get at me, you can't wax me, it's probably nasty. You better off dead, so pick your cemetery. Pick your cemetery. So get at me, you can't wax me, it's probably nasty. You better off dead, so pick your cemetery. So get at your cemetery. We hope you enjoyed the music segment. If you're vibing with the song featured on today's show, be sure to show support to that artist. Support means a like, a follow, a share, a stream, or a comment. Now, I just want to give out a super shout out to our newest Patreon member, our Pour Into Others supporter, Miss Cortessa Nicole. Whoop We truly appreciate you for believing in our vision by becoming a part of our Patreon community. The support we receive from our members will definitely help fuel our efforts to provoke change for us to continue to help other aspiring entrepreneurs and creators in the community. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, sister. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) If you're an independent artist with positive music and would like an artist spotlight featured on our up-and-coming shows, be sure to email us for more info. To qualify, make sure you have at least four sample-free radio versions of your original music that's not promoting violence or drugs to info at onesoundonescene.com. That's the number one, the number one scene.com. Please note that any music that does not meet all the criteria mentioned will not be featured on the show. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur or have a business and you'd like to know how to get your brand featured on the show, be sure to email us at info at onesoundonescene.com. We offer live mobile interviews where we go to your place of business and get some behind-the-scenes looks into your business. We offer over-the-phone interviews, and we also offer advertising slots and digital ads to be featured on the show and all social platforms. Let's get social and be a part of our community. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at One Sound One Scene to stay in the know about what's up and coming. And don't forget to log on to patreon.com forward slash One Sound One Scene to support the show Exclusive apparel is also available at onesoundonescene.com. If you like hanging with us, be sure to tune in every Wednesday at 6 a.m. for new episodes. All links to the show, as well as social media links and emails mentioned in today's episode, is included in the show notes, so be sure to look for that. Also, please remember to subscribe, leave us some feedback, rate us, so that we can connect with you. Well, this concludes episode eight of the show. It's been super fun. Thanks again for tuning in to One Sound, One Scene podcast. Have a great rest of your day. And always remember, if you help enough people get what they want, you will always get what you want. Aspire, inspire, and pour into others. Until next time, folks, One Sound, One Scene, we are out. Peace. Bye. One Sound, One Scene, One Love, One one vision, one dream, it's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring in the others. We gotta stay unified, we gotta support each other. One side, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring in the others. We gotta stay unified, we gotta support each other. I double tap my people picture, I show them love anywhere. Social media, 
and comment and share for thousands everywhere. One sound, one scene pouring our love everywhere. You ain't vibing positive, we don't want it, we don't care. All your negative energy, you can keep it over there. This music is therapeutic and enrichment for the soul. Become one with the instruments, let melodies take control. Reach another, teach another, and together we will go. Incorporate the law of reciprocity, reaching for more. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it's One vision, one dream. One, one vision.